Welcome back, educators, to the DASH Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gammage, and I've got another quick article for you today from District Administration by way of the Collaborative Academic for Social-Emotional Learning. And this is five tips, five tips on how SEL training can help alleviate teacher burnout and stress. So welcome back to the DASH Podcast. I'm your host, Trey Gammage, and our goal is to spread awareness and action around SEL. We do this through interviewing school and SEL leaders, reviewing articles, and developing adult social emotional skills. You can subscribe to our show and our other content on YouTube at SEL Educators, or you can find us at Apple Podcasts and Spotify by typing in my name, Trey Gamage, in the Dash Podcast. Thanks for listening. Stress. So they listed uh, five ways that we can do this, and I just want to talk through those five ways and, and kind of unpack them a little bit here in this episode. So the first one is that passionate new teachers need as much, if not more support than their colleagues. Help them get the skills they need to thrive early and remain in their jobs. So this is good. Um, one of the things that we do at SEO educators and probably our most times popular times for training is in-service and back-to-school training. I think typically most schools will have a behavior component of in-service training. You'll also have like a school culture component of in-service training. What I've done with schools and what we do with schools with SEO educators is we deliver a communication assessment or an emotional intelligence assessment. And that DISC assessment for communication helps everybody get a better understanding of who they are, what their communication style is. Are they fast paced? Are they slow paced? Do they enjoy people? Are they more introverted? Helping everybody get on the same page and understanding who's on your team. This is one way that you can establish um, a same page effect, a united front, right when you get back to school. And those assessment results that you have are results that you can refer back to over time. Quarterly check-ins, PLC meetings, different SEL time. When you start the year off with something like an assessment, even if it's a self-assessment, you've got something you can refer back to and also a foundation that you're setting to get everybody on the same page, speaking the same language. The second- This podcast is a proud member of the Teach Better Podcast Network. Better today, better tomorrow, and the podcast to get you there. Explore more podcasts at teachbetter.com slash podcasts, and we'll see you at the next episode. The second, be wary of monetary attendance incentives for teachers. They might not provide the payoff you think. Instead, they force teachers to work while fatigued and stressed leading to burnout and resignations. I'll be honest with you on this one, there's, there's not many ways to win. I think we've reduced a lot of professional development since we've had the pandemic a lot more on campus or virtual, more so than, than leaving. Um, and I think it's just, it's still a very stressful time for PD. So um, I think and believe most people would probably recommend having your PD during teacher work days and not after school because those can be much more draining. And then when you are having those sessions, trying to switch it up and not making every day um, curriculum focused or pedagogy focused, but having days where teachers can work in their rooms, or you can also do relationships and communication type training where it's not focused on uh, professional, but it's more focused on personal 
development and being able to communicate with people around you. So those are a couple things there. Number three, don't assume you have a pulse on the mental health and well-being of teachers. Take surveys or try other forms of feedback that highlight areas of stress and ways to alleviate it. This is good. This is good. A practice that um, I've tried to put in place on occasion is just having check-ins with teachers, having one-on-one check-ins and observations, SEL-focused observations where we're able to give real-time feedback and look at how you may be integrating some of your SEL skills and trainings in the classroom. But also with surveys or Panorama has an open source network of survey information that you can use. You can pull their questions, you can put them in a Google form, or you can purchase the Panorama service and run the survey data that way, which would help you compare two national averages and show you percentiles. But this is a great way having an annual uh, school survey, a, a fall, a spring, a winter survey, or just two. Those are good ways to keep in touch with how your staff are doing from a data perspective and also asking open-ended questions to see how you can provide better support for those educators. Become your best self with bestself.co. They have 90-day journals, six-month action plans, daily journals, gratitude cards, relationship cards, all kinds of things to help you become a better version of yourself. Visit bestself.co and use the code GAMAGE for 15% off your next order. Number four, at a minimum of 20% of elementary and secondary school emergency relief funds, ESSER, must be utilized by districts to employ SEL interventions. Love this. Love this. Um, that might mitigate lost instruction time. Consider how teacher development could be factored into those strategies. ESSER funds could also be used to find solutions that combat teacher shortages. That's good. Well said there. There's a lot of way to use those ESSER funds. Um, I don't know all those ways, so I won't dig in too much there, but absolutely agree. Um, SEL interventions for students, SEL intervention and training for adults, wonderful opportunities. Number five, any teacher prep program should include SEL training. Most don't, as well as the potential for them to be cross-listed with departments of psychology, which often have available courses that may be adapted to an education context. This is a great one. I was actually a psychology major in school, so that resonates really well for me, and a lot of my perspective in education comes from that psychology perspective. We study judgment and decision-making. We study developmental psychology and, and how students grow up. We study social psychology. We study uh, neuropsychology. So having a, a, a basic understanding of how people think how we act, how we feel, has really shaped how I've been able to go through education. And the awareness of some of these SEL skills um, feel natural to me because I've had formal training in psychology, which is similar to emotional intelligence, which is a synonym for social emotional learning. So these are five strategies that you can use to use SEL to support teacher retention because teacher burnout and teacher stress is expensive. Help your teachers, support your teachers to impact your students. Share this episode. Thanks for listening to us on the Dash Podcast. I definitely hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you liked it, share it with a friend, share it with an educator, share it with someone who needs to hear the message from this episode. 
You can visit our website, seleducators.com, to learn more about our online courses and professional development training for schools and districts. We'll see you next time. This is The Dash.